So someone online just happened to ask not too long ago why the hell dick slapping on pussy before banging is something that people do a lot and what it's for. Got the best answer ever. Apparently it's used to delete previous settings. Might as well start the podcast. So someone online just happened to ask not too long ago why the hell dick slapping on pussy before banging is something that people do a lot and what it's for. Got the best answer ever. Apparently it's used to delete previous settings. Might as well start the podcast. I am your host Sir Denver B and wow this has been an interesting week and I don't want to start shouting fan mail but... We have got to admit that, you know, like when you get that first piece of feedback from the fans, it's, it's a good thing. Now, our first topic today is from none other than White Rabbit Entertainment on Instagram. And they were asking me to talk about dating coaches. I'm not sure if it's a he, a she, an it, or a we. But we might as well dive into it. Now, what do we think about dating? Yes, what do we think about dating coaches on Break Time on Westside? Actually, specifically... I, Sir Denver, be your host to the most. Now, personally, I think the dating coaches aren't bad to an extent, to like a very tiny extent. Like, they can give you a lot of useful tips in getting girls. But for the most part, like the minute they start getting all theoretical and all philosophical and shit, that's when I just switch the fuck off. Because I feel as though when it comes to things like dating, like trying to pick up women, it's something that's more of social theory in the sense that, you know, you have to learn from your environment. And no human being is the same. You'll win some, you'll lose some. There's no person that gets every single girl. Particularly because there are some girls who are lesbians, but, you know, you get the point. Now, dating coaches aren't what you'd call the worst people. Like, they're not philosophers, but a lot of them do sell you a program where it is that they'll talk you through getting a girl and they make it increasingly complicated as hell for absolutely no reason. The simplest way I've been told, you know, you can get a girl is go in a very simple manner, say hi, and, you know, be a nice person. Not necessarily, like, nice to the point where I compliment them from head to toe, but, you know, like, toss a few compliments here and there, ask them how they're doing, ask them if they're doing anything at the moment, ask them if you can either take them out or some of that shit it's it it's just a matter of the situation and not being an absolute asshole or trying to use you know some form of external influence to gain them in the name of a car or money or any of that shit that's if you're actually trying to get a like a genuine girlfriend if you want a gold digger or a hoe you know just flash money and they'll come that's usually the easiest bit but for the most part what do I think about them? Uh, dating coaches are useful, but to a very, very small degree. If you want to learn about, you know, women and getting girls, or even though it's in the reverse, because, you know, there's some shorties about, you know, I don't know how to get guys. And probably you're in a country or in a culture of people that emphasizes that the woman is on that does the approaching. Haven't met them. Don't think they exist. But... Let's assume that they do, or at least I'll assume that they do. Dating coaches can help you, but to a very small degree. Like, this is some shit that you need to learn on your own. 
And that is as true a statement as it'll ever be. If you can't learn it on your own, then you're not going to learn it any other way. No matter how much advice you get, no matter how much in the name of, you know, winging you'll get, unless you learn how to do this shit on your own, you will never be able to get people to actually like you or to want to be with you. Like I said, unless, you know, you're going for hoes. Of which, if you're into hoes, and if you're trying to save a couple of hoes, then that's entirely up to you. But for the most part, it's mostly pointless. When you kind of think about it from another angle, when these guys get all serious and they start telling you all these things about, oh, you know, girls tend to behave this way, there's a certain reflex, or if she touches her hair and so on, that's when it becomes useful. The minute they start talking about how someone's body is wired... And they start saying, you know, like, it doesn't fit all women, but if it's most women. Now that becomes like an another issue for me. It becomes like a mission. Because am I supposed to go and look through my notes just before I go and I hit on someone, like let's say at the club or at a restaurant or in a public place. Am I supposed to go and look through my notes? Like this is shit that you only learn practically. And no matter how much theory you will get, from a dating coach or a pickup coach or whatever the hell it is they call themselves nowadays. It'll never be sufficient enough to get you the girl or the guy or the person, let me generalize it like that, without, you know, some practical experience. Go and get that practical work done. The dating coach, only good for tips. Now, moving it on a bit further from that. Now, I happen to be online For not too long a time, I like to spend a bit of time online, find out some of the interesting things that happen in the world of different things, ranging from sex and so on. So not too long ago, I was on the internet and I happened to stumble across some very, very interesting sex facts, which I can either accept or deny because I feel as though some of them are a bit too, too, too much of a lie to believe or too good to be true and some that I really can't confirm because some of them are a bit subconscious. So let me start with something that's a bit more subconscious. So people subconsciously crack their knuckles on sexually frustrated. Can I agree to that? Yes, to some extent. But then again, I'm someone that cracks his knuckles a couple of different other times, but I can say that yes, maybe once or twice I've cracked my knuckles. Mm, Next sex fact though. The brain releases so much dopamine during orgasms that a brain scan resembles that of someone on heroin. This is actually kind of true. If you're one of those people that has heard of this story of, you know, oh, you know, you shouldn't masturbate, the effects of masturbation on the brain are akin to the same effects as cocaine, it kind of makes sense though. Because cocaine, heroin, like those are narcs that are pretty much on the same level, at least from my very uh, unused side of things so if you say that yes the brain function resembles that of heroin just the same in masturbation will resemble the one of cocaine i totally agree with that that one i can totally agree with then next fact after sex the body produces an increased amount of prolactin which helps improve someone's sense of smell this is the truest statement that i can probably attest to this is an absolute fact Because 
there's a theory that I've been working on. It's not like it's been published or anything. This is just a theory that I've been having for like the past year. And it's a very simple theory. It goes like this. Whenever you guys have sex, only the two of you, unless someone hasn't been drinking enough water, only the two of you will notice the, the smell of sex. And this is something that I've kind of gotten because in a couple of situations, I've had friends tell me about how they were in a room with someone else as well as the person that they smashed and they probably smashed in that same room while that person was there and that person did not get the smell of sex. They didn't notice anything. They didn't suspect shit. Also, there have been situations where you'll find that someone goes in, bangs someone, and like let's say in like a hurry or something, like let's say you are in a place that is supposed to be for public use and someone walks in, they don't smell shit. This is actually something that comes out and that time all of you guys are panicking. You're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. He or she's going to check in and they're going to smell sex and I'm going to be in big trouble. Like I have a friend who had sex around school and immediate and immediately after they were done like someone walked in and it was like someone in administration and they were panicking the fuck out but they managed to stay normal and this guy did not smell shit this is a fact so my whole you know uh the smell of sex is only between the both of you theory it matches with this so after sex the body produces an increased amount of prolactin, with, which is a hormone which enhances the sense of smell. That is a fact. Uh, now, in Holland, disabled individuals can get a grant from the government that pays for sex up to 12 times a year. Yo, first of all, we all need to go to Holland. Like, a lot of these Scandinavian countries are making me feel like I'm in the wrong part of the world. Iceland will pay you to go and marry one of their women and produce children. This is a fact. Now, Holland is saying that, you know, if you're disabled, you can get a grant from the government which will pay for your sex. In other words, your hose, or or at least whichever hoe that you will be banging, will go to the government and be like, you know what, this nigga banged me and my shit's worth like, I don't know, like let's say 50, 100 euros. And this guy will be allowed to do this shit for up to 12 times a year. This one, I am not ready to accept it, but it sounds like a Scandinavian country thing. These guys have some of the nicest laws ever. Next fact, though. Undressing slowly creates enough sexual stimulation for the female mind to increase strength of an orgasm. I am not a female, so I can neither confirm nor deny this. But, well, women are all about anticipation, so I wouldn't completely, you know, debunk this theory as a myth. Now... Even though the male orgasm seems to get all the attention, it turns out that women get the last laugh when it comes to climaxing. This is because the female orgasm lasts 20 seconds, 14 seconds longer than the male six-second orgasm. This, I will admit, is mostly true. If anyone has been having sex with a woman and you just happen to watch them climax, they climax for a while like men will do it but you'll find that for men it's it it's a bit of like a challenge like for some it'll be like two three four five seconds but it's generally about six and depending on the time between the last time you had sex and that time it you might find that the feeling might drag on maybe a bit longer but like it's like the secondary feeling that like drag on 
But for women though, it lasts for a minute. Okay, 20 seconds, but you get the point. It lasts for a while. Now, moving on further, uh, I will give you guys more sex facts, maybe in the next fan favorite section for next week. But we need to address something. Now, some people have come to me. I don't want to call them the small dick association, but well, it's the best thing that I can call them. It is a group of men that came up and complained that, you know, you have been making fun of us. You have been making us look bad as small dicked individuals, yet we can do more with other parts of our body. And I will admit, I have not been very nice to them. But it's all been for the sake of comedy. But it has gotten to a stage where even they are crying foul. They have been crying foul to me over this past week. And they're claiming that, you know, just because we are small dick doesn't mean that we're useless in bed. And I will say that. I will admit that. But you guys are small dicks. I'm sorry. Like, if I don't make fun of you, everyone else will. And you, I'm, I'm, I'm just so sorry. The other group of people that did make noise to me, though, are the people who supposedly don't last that long. You know, like, guys came up and actually asked, you know, like, lasting long in bed is... It's a matter of us thinking that, you know, like we can make, like, it's usually a show that the guy's doing a good job. But what if he just liked it in there so much? What if it was just that good? And it's got me thinking, shorties, why do you complain when your nigga doesn't last long? Yet probably it's your pussy that's that good. Why are you complaining? Like that means that you have bomb pussy. It means that this guy appreciates the kind of of vagina that you have he likes it it's amazing and yet you're complaining that he's not lasting long enough i will give you a saying men may fail very quickly in the first round but will always last long in the second round they will always last long so i do not see why it is that you guys have to complain about not lasting long if there's a problem just go for the second round like i don't get why the hell people are usually all up on someone's business like uh he doesn't last long uh he's only there for three seconds like always go for the second round don't go for the first one like go get done with the first one quick things then wait for the second one the second one is now where the work begins for both parties anyways i figured i might as well bring that up and make a story about it so that we can stop thinking that men who don't last long are are ruining the names of the ancestors their ancestors that they are ruining their reputation and that they are making men not look good they are making men look good they are glorifying good vagina anyways it has been me sir denver b on break time on west side this has been the fan favorite section i will see you guys next week <laughs>